all the good things. We got all the good things. Amongst the bad, good is always alive, and you are a good person who is alive. And I realized this is a time for all of us to speak up if we have the power to and the privilege to. It's not the Minnesota that I grew up with that I that I know deep down in my heart. That was beautifully said. I couldn't have said it any better. Really? Oh, Beautiful. thanks. I appreciate Loved it. Loved it. I appreciate I'm it. I'm excited to deep dive with you. <laughs> Hand sanitizer. Sanitizer. I'm going to roll with that. It will eventually lead to a new era of good amongst us all if we continue to use our voices. That we have a responsibility to be better than the generation before us. Self-reflection. Hi friends, welcome to All the Good Things podcast. We're back for another episode and special announcement. We had a really, really great episode planned with some really awesome good stories, but we wanted- Like really good. Yeah, they're really good. We're (laughs) super excited for them and they're coming to you next week, we promise. But with the current events that are happening in the United States- following the death of George Floyd, we felt like it was really important to record a new episode where we talked about that. We want to bring mindfulness and really address and support the situations that are in more need of it right now. And we did not feel that sharing our prepared episode would do that justice today. Yes. And the whole entire mission of this podcast is to bring more focus and attention to the good things that happen in our world. But at the same time, we want to acknowledge that bad things still exist. And so this episode is really our acknowledgement of the bad things that are happening in the world and to hold ourselves accountable to still discussing them and talking about them because they need to be addressed, especially when they are as massive as the issues that are going on today. And we are a good podcast, and we both truly believe that with this current event happening in our lives right now, that it will eventually lead to a new era of good amongst us all if we continue to use our voices, which is why we still feel that it is important to talk about it today, but also to recognize that there is good that can come from it in the long run if we stick it out and do it properly and together. Absolutely. And even amongst all of the craziness, in line with what we believe, which is that amongst the bad, good always exists, there are definitely a few moments of good within all of the chaos and the riots that are happening. And we're definitely going to talk about those ones too, because it's really important that there is more discourse and more conversation around the peace and the moments of good that are happening amongst all of the chaos, because our media outlets love to grasp onto any form of violence, any form of drama, any form of chaos, and create a story around that. And that's not the entire picture. So yeah. so be prepared for this podcast to be a little uncomfortable, maybe even a little bit hard to digest or understand, but know that we are going to do our best to share with you what we believe and also what we hope will come from this. And sometimes it has to start with a difficult, uncomfortable conversation, and that's how we'll grow from it. 
And real quick, before you turn this off, because you may be feeling like <laughs> all that you are digesting right now is conversations around George Floyd, we promise through the rest of this podcast to only speak with kindness, compassion, and empathy, and to try to step away from judgment as much as we can. And we hope that that type of dialogue and coming from that place is something different that you may not be hearing on a lot of other platforms or in the mainstream media. That was beautifully said. I couldn't have said it any better. Really? Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. I'm excited to deep dive with you. (laughs) So just to honor our podcast, and we'll we'll definitely address the bad things and acknowledge their existence and not even just their existence, like their necessity to drive conversation forward, which is in itself a good thing. <laughs> See what I did there? Yes. <laughs> oh, I saw what you did there. <laughs> um, I do want to share one really good story that happened in my life personally regarding the the riots, specifically in, in Minneapolis. So if you don't know, I am a born and raised Minnesotan. I think we discussed this yes, she back is. in episode zero. Uh, I grew up in the land where we say, Ya sure you betcha, don't you know, eh? <laughs> and I say bag really weird. It's still cute. Bag. 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 Bagel. Triangle. <laughs> Bagel. Diagonal. Anyways, so this is very near and dear to my heart because if you are following the news which I'm sure you sure you are George Floyd was murdered in Minnesota and that's a really hard thing for me to grapple with because Minnesota has a reputation of being nice like Minnesota nice is a real thing that I grew up with Anytime I've, I was, I've heard that so yeah, many times. It's Minnesota real. nice. It's real. I mean, obviously, it's not perfect, and there are still some mean people, and like bullies exist in Minnesota. But if I was ever stuck in the snow in my car, I could expect random strangers to pull over and help shovel and push me out quicker than it would would take for AAA to come rescue me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just the other day, and I that's was, a good thing. In yeah, itself. it is. Just the other day, since I've been home. I was at the dog park, like a public dog park, and they have a small dog section, and I was playing around with my dog, Bear, and another guy came with his small dog to the public dog park, and instead of just coming in, he stood outside of the fence and said, hey, is it okay if my dog comes in and plays with your dog? And, like, that would never happen in California. I mean, it's just, it's so much consideration for others to to choose to do that and to choose to act and the whole time you're having great conversations with people so it's hard for me to see minnesota dive into as much chaos and destruction as what's happening right now because it's not the minnesota that i grew up with that i that i know deep down in my heart Mm -hmm. so the good story that i'm going to share with you about about the riots is that minnesota that i know shining through amongst all of the chaos and destruction And it started when I woke up in the morning and my mom had already taken off to go find an open grocery store, which most of them are closed right now. Most of them are like bordered up and and shut down. So she had to drive pretty far out to get to a grocery store. She did a huge grocery run and then was already on her way to go drop it off at one of many food and clothing and supply donation sites set up in Minneapolis. So one of the big issues with all of the, the riots that are happening is that 
families that live in that area don't have access to grocery stores, don't have access to um, convenience stores. You know, if you need more baby supplies, where are you going to go get it? If you need mm-hmm. more food, there's not really a safe space for you to go get it. And they're not going to be open for a while. So they had a lot of these drives set up. And you want to know how awesome Minnesotans are? I do want to know. Are you ready? I'm ready. My mom drove to one of the donation sites and they were so full of donations that they stopped accepting them and had to redirect people to other sites. I saw a photo of that on Insta, which we will share some of these resources that we found this information from on our Instagram if you want to look into it more. But it was so beautiful to see all these people contributing to help out their Minnesotans, fellow Minnesotans. The other amazing thing that's been happening too is that after the rioting and looting happens in the darkness of night, the daytime comes around and Minnesotans show up to clean. And my mom and I were really excited because we felt like that was a great way to put our energy and effort into helping the these protests is just to show up the next day and clean and pick up trash to pick up debris and just help restore the city to a place of beauty that was forgotten the night before so we got into our cars we got all of our face masks ready we found some gloves packed up some sanitizer some sanitizer <laughs> honestly that works pretty well sanitizer yeah hand sanitizer sanitizer i'm gonna roll with that we packed up okay. our sanitizer <laughs> some big brooms some trash bags we were even bringing muffins and bananas to see if anyone else cleaning up would need some snacks. And we drive to the park where people were supposed to meet for the pickup. Um, We were a little bit late because I'm a slow person when I get ready for anything. <laughs> late sleeper. <laughs> yes, we may, we may or may not have planned to record this podcast an hour before I was finally ready to. <laughs> <laughs> all good, um, all good. Anyway, so we had all of our things, we showed up, we parked, we got out of the car, we were ready to go pick up some trash and debris, and we weren't seeing anything. And this really kind lady on her porch saw us walking around with our brooms and just said, hey, are you here to clean up? We said, yeah, where can we go? And she goes, honestly, this area is clean, so you should head towards Bloomington Avenue and try to look over there. We were like, oh, okay, sounds good. So we got back into our car and we basically were just going to try to drive around until we saw people cleaning in a group or an area where there was trash. And I kid you not, Melissa, we drove around for over an hour in the places that were central to the destruction and like in a 10 to 20 block radius around it. And I could not find a single piece of trash on the floor. There were cleaning supplies put up next to buildings that were just left there from people who had been there before and were there for people to continue to use. But you didn't need to use them because literally, like, the streets were clear. The alleyways were free of garbage. You could still see the destruction of the buildings that had happened, but 
the streets and the sidewalks were just like pristine. It was insane. That's awesome. What I love about that is the fact that even though a few people did cause destruction and the riots were a bit harmful on some small businesses, so many more people showed up tenfold to come support their community and these businesses and their home and make it beautiful and clean and, you know, just treat it with love. And I like that. Yeah, for every bad apple, I promise that there are an immensely <laughs> vast higher number of good apples out there. And at first, I honestly was a little disappointed. I was like, dang, there's nothing for me to clean up. We just drove around and did nothing for an hour. And then I realized that that's a really selfish thing to think because if I really truly wanted trash to clean up, that would either mean that there was so much destruction that the number of people who showed up couldn't clean it yet or that not enough people came to show up to help clean it. And those are both things that I don't want. And it was a really nice moment for me to check myself and my thoughts and just be so proud of how quickly Minnesota showed up. Because it was only like two in the afternoon. It wasn't that late, but people had woken up at 9, 8, 7 a.m. and were out there first thing. And they did it. They cleaned up. So if I if I want to do that in the future, I'm going to have to not sleep You're going to have to be an early riser, which is the opposite of you. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely a night owl. I'm definitely a night owl. And apparently all the night owls are doing the destruction and the looting. So I don't want to be one of them. But yeah, another funny moment that happened in our adventure of driving around was that we did drive past a peaceful protest. And I'm going to let you know, like from my own eyes, that what I saw was very peaceful. Just people walking with signs, doing the protesting chants. And I was super excited because we were right there. We saw the whole group of people marching and shouting. And there was a car leading the way with someone sitting on the on the truck bed with a megaphone. And uh-huh. she shouted to everybody, what's his name? And I wasn't in the protest, but because I was right there, I was really excited to participate a little bit. And I said, George Floyd. And then (laughs) everyone else responded, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, so glad I'm in my car right now because that would have been so embarrassing. And then I think we realized that it was like a church group protest. Oh, man. And then they just kept shouting all of that the whole way. And I was like, you you couldn't have found a better chant to support Jesus that doesn't start with what's his name? <laughs> like, I, I that's feel so that. misleading. That's so I misleading. That. I'm glad you were in the car too, but that's such a funny story. I kind of wish you weren't in the car so that you could be like, what? <laughs> so that everyone would have looked at me and been like, wrong protest. Get, <laughs> get out. <laughs> No, I am I am really happy that there wasn't anything to clean up too because we really didn't have to put ourselves at risk of COVID-19. Like we social distanced the whole time because we were just driving around in the car. That was nice of you and your mom to want to participate too. I think that shows the kind hearts you guys have. We tried. We tried. We tried. Uh, uh, well, something else that I guess we are a good podcast. So I will share like a good thing that's happened to me from this. Um, in my own specific case, which is 
I tend to be someone who does not address things out loud. Like I love to educate myself. I love to keep my opinions to myself and only really speak up when I'm asked or when it calls for it. And I realized this is a time for all of us to speak up if we have the power to and the privilege to. Um, But it allowed me to have some difficult conversations, conversations that I wasn't prepared to have or never even thought about having as sad as it is because I was just kind of unaware and also blissfully blissfully hopeful and optimistic that things would just all of a sudden get better on their own sort of deal and I feel like a lot of people are in this position where we hope for the best and pray for the best but we're not actually saying anything to spark that change so from this I'm snapping I'm snapping snapping. over here thank you for the silent applause (laughs) I appreciate the maracas having those conversations finally allowed me to see multiple perspectives and to realize the impact that our voices truly can have and on so many different platforms you know it's important to realize that though it may seem like we cannot spark a lot of change alone like if we all do this together if we all take time for introspection for self-study to address how we feel about something in our hearts and check with how would we want this to happen to ours, our families, our kids, then I think it becomes a topic easier to discuss with friends and family. And then when that happens tenfold and it multiplies outward, that's when real change begins to happen. So if we can continue these conversations and make them sustained and peaceful and from a place of love, I think our ultimate end result will be far more impactful and to be honest, more permanent. (laughs) Sustained is such an important word there. Like as soon as this is all over, it's really not. It's really not going to be over. And it's your job to continue that conversation. And I posted this on my Instagram story last night. George Floyd and Eric Garner both said, I can't breathe. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, and if you can breathe, you have to use your breath to have those difficult and uncomfortable conversations right now. Use your breath to speak up beyond social media, dare to be uncomfortable, dare to be real, dare to ask questions, dare to listen. And if you don't like what you hear, please, please pause, breathe for a moment because you can, and choose to respond with more compassion and kindness rather than anger and fear. Choose to teach rather than to shame. So if you ever feel like someone is shaming you for not speaking up yet, don't let them make you feel that way because it's never it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Choose to ask questions rather than to assume and really just choose to love rather than hate. It is your job to to keep those conversations alive. People are out there protesting and being loud so that they can be heard. If you are not talking about what they are saying, then you are ignoring their voice and you are not listening and you are not honoring the fact that they that they haven't been heard and now they want to be. What I love about and what I super support when you said like teach, not shame, or use your voice, but 
be sure that you're using your voice in a way that's going to ultimately lead to a greater good of our world, not just to make a big splash in the scene sort of thing. Like, for example, though George Floyd and so many others, countless other people have become a tragic case of injustice in our country, we cannot bring them back through trying to retaliate for the past. And it's not really an eye for an eye sort of thing that's going to help us grow from this. It's going to be constructive change. And someone who says that perfectly is our good friend, Azelfi Taylor. He is a black man and very intellectual. He is a financial expert and he has a book called Ask the Experts. And he shared on his Instagram at Azelfi Taylor a video of how he experienced racial injustice growing up and how it sort of became a normal thing for him because it's so seemingly common, but because of the power of social media to highlight all these injustices for all, for all of us to clearly see now, he also agrees that this is a beautiful thing happening among all of us that we're coming together and finally saying like, it's not going to be tolerated anymore. But he also shared that through this, you know, we can't retaliate for everything that's been done in the past because we are not the people of the past. We can be the people of now and we can choose to come out of this more united if we continue to do prolonged efforts of giving proper justice and coming from that place of love. It's for the people who are coming after us, the families that are going to be growing up, the kids that are going to be growing up. Let's introduce a new climate. I love that. And yes, the whole entire point of sustaining a conversation is that we have a responsibility to be better than the generation before us. Yes, we do. And the way that better is going to look for this generation is to act on these conversations that protesters, that peaceful protesters are shouting from the rooftops. And the way it looks for you is to step into those uncomfortable conversations with your close circle of friends, with your family. I know, Melissa, you've been doing that. I've been trying to do it too. And I had to check myself because it's exhausting and it's hard and it's important. And when I first started having a conversation with someone who I love dearly, I felt tired and told them that. I said, hey, to be continued, I don't have the energy for this right now. And I had to check myself because that is me and my privilege. I am not a black person living in America and I have the privilege to step away from a conversation because I'm tired and because I don't have the energy. My black friends and my black brothers and sisters don't have that same privilege because it's their life. It's every single moment that they step out on the street. It is every single person in their family, every time it happens to any any Black person in, in this country. And if you feel tired or exhausted having a conversation with somebody, please check your privilege too and realize that that's a choice that you make to, to be tired. And it's not one that you should make because you can breathe. So you should use your voice to have those conversations. And like Melissa so eloquently said, you don't have to be angry or upset or mean when you have those conversations because that's not going to further the discourse in a way that is sustainable or in a way that's meaningful or impactful. 
you have to speak with love and speak to those people with kindness and and teach not shame. I totally agree with you, Esme. I just think in terms of if you do feel tired or exhausted from having these conversations, because they are, quite frankly, draining, and you have to be very thoughtful about what you say, and it can be interpreted in so many different ways, depending on who you're talking to, how open they are, how spiritual they are, how their experiences have shaped them, so on, so on. But know that if you need to take a moment for yourself to fill your own cup so that you can pour from a bigger place, that is okay. If you need to cry, if you need to feel your emotions, that is something that all of us humans are gifted with is the fact that we can feel our emotions. So don't be afraid to step into that, to acknowledge that, okay, I need a time out. But then don't forget that once you've regained your strength, you can come back strong and you can still continue the conversation. You can still continue to make change. And something that I wanted to add for if you need tools to help you learn how to come from a place where you can speak empathically, where you learn to listen to perspectives without needing to defend or attack or interrupt to hear what you want to respond to. Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us, shared two extraordinary episodes called How to Apologize. And the reason I'm sharing these two in particular is because when we're hurt, when we're experiencing pain, it is very easy and a natural instinct to respond from a place of hurt and pain. It's just very common for us. And the reason I say these two episodes of How to Apologize is you may say things to your loved ones, your partners, that you don't mean in the heat of the moment or that you said incorrectly that did offend someone. And it's as simple as, though you might have done something wrong, you can still show up and say authentically, I'm sorry. And that can do a tremendous amount of healing on people. And it's something that does not come easy for any of us to say is, I'm sorry, as much as we say, I'm sorry, but blah, 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 or I'm sorry, you're such an idiot sort of thing, (laughs) which I tend to want to say all the time, and I'm so guilty of it. That podcast by Brene Brown made me check myself, and it made me be more empathic. I love that. I've definitely (laughs) been in that place, too, where I really want to be like, I'm sorry, you're dumb. Like, I can't (laughs) help you. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to listen to that. It's very natural. Yeah. I I feel myself say it all the time. Like, I'm so guilty of being that person that I'm saying don't be right now. And I will admit it. Like, people who know me are probably laughing like, ha ha, Melissa, you totally didn't do that. And this time, this time, this time. But we can be better. And that's the point, you guys. It's to move forward. We're moving forward. Say it louder for the people in the back. We're moving forward. We can be better. (laughs) Yes, we can. Let's be better. Um, I love that because the beautiful thing about learning to apologize and learning to say I'm sorry is to really truly do that, you first have to look inwards to yourself and to your own actions. And everyone at any point in life can benefit from doing a quick self-evaluation to check your perspective and to check your privilege because it exists, it's ingrained with how you grew up and there are ways that you can recognize it and and be better with it and apologize. And it does not mean you're a bad person. 
If you have privilege, it does not mean that you're a bad person. It just means that you were born with a different platform than other people. Mm -hmm. And that means that your voice can reach other people that other voices can't. So it's really a beautiful thing to recognize and to learn and to use. And going off of your Brene Brown resource, one of the most beautiful things that I've listened to recently is a video on YouTube by a channel called Berg's Talks, B-U-R-G-S. And he has a whole entire course on the art of meditation. But he takes snippets from that course and puts them to music and uploads them to YouTube. And it's just profoundly moving. Mm-hmm. And one of the most eloquent things I think he he's said in what I've listened to is that when you look out into the world, all that is really there is love or the absence of it. And in people, that's that's people who who know love and that's people who do not. So if you see people who are angry, hurt, lost or confused or who you don't understand recognize that those people probably in some way shape or form are not experiencing love right now and to make it super clear the people who are protesting the people who are supporting black lives matter are not experiencing the love and the value of their life because they are black and it's our job to respond to that with compassion because the only worthy response to someone not knowing love is compassion like how could you possibly choose to add more hate to someone who who just doesn't feel loved right now mm-hmm. so when he put it that way it changed my life that's a very interesting perspective it's really interesting too and it is a reduction and like a simplification of what's going on but it's a really profound one and you can even take it away from the conversation of the riots and black lives matter and bring it into your personal world like if you if you think about it personally Mm -hmm. too when you are full of love and happiness and joy you show up kinder for the people in your lives when you're not Mm -hmm. when you're feeling hurt and upset which is really fundamentally the lack of love you lash out So it makes sense. And I think it's beautiful because it reminds us that the response to violence isn't violence. The response to hate isn't hate. You cannot put out fire with more fire. Your response should just Mm -hmm. always be love and compassion and kindness. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Um, I actually am very interested in listening to one of those meditations. I'll send it to you. It's awesome. What this all reminds me of when I was listening to you, Esme, is a big thing that we could do is ask questions. When we're in our own hearts thinking, okay, I feel like I want to punch you in the face right now because I don't like what you said or I don't understand you, what's a question that you could ask to get to know more? Because we have to just keep peeling back the layers. And I don't think you do that with violence. I think you do that with the constant inquiry, the constant desire to educate yourself um, and to ultimately lead us to the place of an awesome, happy world. (laughs) 
And though violence will happen because not everyone's going to be like that, it's hard to be like that. Let's still strive to be less violent. Peace, peace, love, joy, and happiness and compassionate conversations are always the way to go. But sometimes to bring those conversations into the mainstream and to really make people hear them, things like this need to happen. Right, where like they're oh yeah, it needs that you need something to grab people's attention, and unfortunately, a lot of times that is something chaotic or violent. I see, I see. So that is like really the only good thing that violent protests do is make it something that's attention grabbing for people to want to talk about, and from there, everything that you do should be should be peaceful and calm and. Honestly, most of the protests right now are peaceful and calm. There's Absolutely. It, it just takes a couple bad eggs in the mix of a lot of the peaceful protesters to just spark a little bit and instigate a little bit. And then it just transforms into <laughs> what we're seeing on the news. So absolutely ask questions. Absolutely peel back the layers. And if you want a good question to ask, start with why. Why do you think that? Why do you feel like this is separate from that? Like the why questions are going to peel back mm-hmm. those layers the best. And if someone asks you a why question, and if you're struggling to answer it with something like that's true to you, that's a really great indication to pause and do some self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Self-reflection needs to happen on the daily. <laughs> It is a practice, friends. Self-reflection. Oh my god, I want to sing that Mulan. Who is that girl I see (laughs) staring straight back back at me? Why is my reflection someone I don't know? Somehow I cannot hide who I am, though I've tried. (laughs) Oh, that song needs to be the anthem for right now. I honestly love how we just both spontaneously (laughs) burst into song. It's great. Christina Aguilera's rendition is the best. Yeah. So... We, we firmly believe in this podcast that while you're having those kind and compassionate conversations, you should spontaneously burst into song. I think we should, you know? It comes back to William, Admiral William Mc... Oh my god, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, William. Admiral William from Make Your Bed, author of that book, where he says, when you're up to your neck in mud, start singing. Okay, friends? Start singing. And that's where we are. We're all up to our neck in mud. We're tired of this and we're starting to sing. And <laughs> look at me go, piecing it together. We we highly recommend the song Lava. Oh, I lava you. If you need to watch that one, it's a great Disney short. I lava you. Check out episode two to be lava. We definitely recommend any Disney tune under the sun. Absolutely. They are all fantastic. You cannot go wrong with the Disney choice. We also completely recommend Bob Marley. Yes. Buffalo Soldier. Uh. Yes, and continue to sing along to all your Disney songs that make you feel happy and uplifted and inspired because those are good too. But in the meantime, if you really want to help make a difference, if you want to keep driving the momentum of this 
awesome movement forward, please continue to seek out resources to help. Please educate yourself. Please use your voice if you have the power to do so. Don't be afraid to have difficult conversations, to to make people uncomfortable, to even lose a few people in your life if it means you're leading from your authentic place. But also know that everyone is entitled to their own opinions. And though you may not be able to change people, you can still lead and inspire with love. And though people's opinions may not align completely with yours, still speaking from a place of love and your authentic space, knowing that you are putting forward the action that you want to see come to realization is what's going to be more impactful and powerful and ultimately long-lasting for us in the future. Absolutely. So to be very clear, in this podcast, we believe that amongst the bad, good is absolutely always a lot. It doesn't mean that you can ignore the bad or pretend like it doesn't exist. We really just want to encourage people to try to find those moments of good too, even when the world feels like a dark and heavy place. Also, we firmly believe that singing Disney songs is a great way to further conversations. (laughs) But really, but really, the big conversation in the world right now is George Floyd and just a bigger one of police brutality and racism. And George Floyd said that he can't breathe and he still passed away. He was still murdered. Let's be let's be real. Let's not sugarcoat that one. So if you can breathe, use your breath to speak up. Use the time that you are breathing to choose to educate yourself and choose to seek out resources where you can be of the most service to the love and compassion that the world needs Mm -hmm. right now. I believe in all of the light beings, all of you are. And I know that you're going to pave a way with your light. That's going to be something far greater that comes out of this than what we're all currently overwhelmed by, to be quite frank. And here's the special magic secret thing that we're going to wrap this episode up on. You are a good person. Yes. It is the natural state of your heart to be a good person and to be kind and to be compassionate. That's why saying hateful things does not make us feel better. It's why receiving kindness and love makes us feel alive and happy. So really by choosing to act with dignity and integrity and love and kindness compassion in the face of all of the violence and the hatred in the world right now it's really just you stepping closer to your authentic and true self not away from it yep it's a windy road friends you're gonna have to unlearn some things on the way there but we are capable of learning new things and getting strong together Amongst the bad, good is always alive, and you are a good person who is alive. And that's a mic drop. Boom. (laughs) Cue theme song. Let's go. All the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift. And because we truly care. 
all the good things we share. All the good things.